Every time I go to the doctor, I end up questioning my sexual orientation. On some of its forms, the clinic I visit includes five little boxes, a small matter of demographic bookkeeping. Next to the boxes are the options gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, or heterosexual. You're supposed to check one. You might not think this would pose a difficulty. I am a fairly garden-variety female human being, after all, and I am in a long-term monogamous relationship well into our second decade together with someone who has male genitalia. But does this make us or our relationship straight? This turns out to be a good question because there is more to my relationship and much, much more to heterosexuality than easily meets the eye. There's biology, for one thing. My partner was diagnosed male at birth because he was born with, and indeed still has, a fully functioning penis. But as the ancient Romans used to say, barba non facit philosophum, a beard does not make one a philosopher. Neither does having a genital outie necessarily make one male. Indeed, of the two sex chromosomes, XY, which would be found in the genes of a typical male, and XX, which is the hallmark of the genetically typical female, my partner's DNA has all three, XXY, a pattern that is simultaneously male, female, and neither. This particular genetic pattern, XXY, is the signature of Klinefelter syndrome, one of the most common sex chromosome anomalies. XXY often goes undiagnosed because the people who have it often look perfectly normal from the outside. In many cases, XXY individuals do not find out about their chromosomal anomaly unless they try to have children and end up seeing a fertility doctor who ultimately orders an image called a karyotype, essentially a photo of the person's chromosomes made with a very powerful microscope. In a karyotype, the trisomy, or three-chromosome grouping, is instantly revealed. As genetic anomalies go, this particular trisomy is not a cause for major alarm. Aside from infertility, it causes few significant problems, which is a good thing since it is fairly common. The estimates vary, in part because diagnosis is so haphazard, but it is believed that as many as one in every 2,000 people who are declared male at birth may in fact be XXY. At minimum, there are about a half million Americans whose genetics are this way, most of whom will never know it. What does an unusual sexual biology mean for sexual orientation? Is it even possible for XXY people to have a sexual orientation in the way we usually think about sexual orientation? What about their lovers, partners, and spouses? Heterosexual, homosexual, and bisexual are all dependent on the idea that there are two and only two biological sexes. What happens when biology refuses to fit neatly into this scheme? If I'm attracted to and in love with someone who is, technically speaking, neither male nor female, does that make me heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual, or something else altogether? Who gets to decide? And more to the point, on what grounds? Some would argue that genetics aren't as important as anatomy and bodily functions. After all, you can't see chromosomes with the naked eye. But here, too, I run into problems.
Part of what makes a man, as we are all taught from childhood, is that he has a penis and testicles that produce sperm, which in turn are necessary to fertilize a female's egg cells and conceive a fetus. The ability to sire a child has been considered proof of masculinity for thousands of years. This is something my partner cannot do. His external plumbing looks and acts pretty much like any genetically typical males, but, in the words of one of my partner's vasectomied co-workers, he shoots blanks. In my partner's case, no vasectomy was required. His testicles do not produce viable sperm. They never have and never will. This is part of the territory for most people who have XXY sex chromosomes.